Hello, I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're A a Couple couple of characters. Characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. What are we going to be talking about today, Alex? Today we are making our new characters for our next D&D campaign, which is a 5e campaign that's going to be in the Theros setting. Yes. So we're going to talk a lot about the mythic odysseys of Theros book. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there so all our uh, characters will be able to follow along if they want to. Yep. Sounds good. But yeah, we've briefly talked about what we want to do for this, so I'm excited to finally flesh out everything about our characters. Well, not completely, but like the initial stuff. Yeah have a great idea for what we're going to bring to our session zero and make sure that our dm is cool with everything exactly but first it's time for a random encounter this is a segment where we briefly talk about characters we've encountered outside of rpgs like in tv movies books video games etc alex do you have a character you'd like to talk about yeah quinn i recently read a deadly education by Naomi Novak and in that book the main character's name is Galadriel and she's attending the school for mages or wizards whatever they are people that use magic mm-hmm. and she uh, she's the character I want to bring but anyway she is you know learning about magic and it's hard for her to do small spells the power that she wields is all about, like, I can do massive death and destruction. Like, if I want to clean up the floor, this thing called the Void gives her a book on, like, oh, you want to learn how to dehydrate people? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind okay. of cool. But anyway, that's a little bit about her. She's So uh, she's, like, super powerful, but no one knows that because she hasn't obviously been able to use all of her super powerful killing magics. <laughs> Because they're at school with other people, so what there is seems to like a us. good choice to yeah. not. Yeah. What about you, Gwen? Do you have a character for us? You know I do. So I recently read Queenie by Candace Cardi Williams, and it was so good I could not put it down. I love the main character Queenie. She's a young woman in her twenties. Oh, she's also a black woman. She's uh, Jamaican British. And she's dealing with a tumultuous personal life as well as her mental health issues. And as someone who struggles with anxiety, depression, and PTSD, I have never felt so seen. Even though the book has some very heavy subject matter, I loved how hopeful it was. And I will say without giving anything away that everything turns out okay in the end for her. I wouldn't say perfect and everything's solved, but she ends up okay. Okay. Galadriel is uh, half Indian, half white, if that helps. <laughs> okay. I mean, you just pointed out that Queenie was black, so I was like, where? I also have a non-white protagonist. Yeah, I just feel like it's important to point out that, like, hey, here's here's a story about black joy. Though I feel like Naomi Novak is white, so, you know. Yes. Candace. Take that with a uh, <laughs> pinch of salt or whatever. Yes. Candace is a black woman so yeah there you go so that one's more uh i guess better (laughs) (laughs) if you're trying to diversify your reading habits you know which you should anyway (laughs) we are off topic yes now that the encounter is over let's move on to some character creation oof yes i'm excited 
I know you are. It's your favorite thing. So I guess the first thing we should talk about maybe is we both have ideas for what class and race we want to play. Yes. And I guess I'll give a little uh, background about the setting and what our campaigns are going to be. Sounds great. So our setting, as we said, is going to be in Theros. And Theros is kind of like the Magic the Gathering setting that is closest to Greek mythology. And so, as we know, if you know anything about Greek mythology, the gods play a major role in all the myths of the Greeks and, like, you know, kind of their daily lives. So, a lot of people have a god that they worship. Yeah, and, like, going along with that mythology is that the gods are very active in the world and will do things that will have lasting effects. Yeah, so, in this setting, you actually have a god that you kind of choose to worship and in the setting as well you also get kind of a piety score that goes along with your god so basically the more you serve your god and the better you serve them you get little points called piety and the higher your piety is the more like special abilities you get and those vary by which god you are worshiping yes but you can also do things that go against whatever the god you're serving and lose piety as well. Yep. Yeah, it's not a I can only gain it. You know, if you're worshiping the god of nature and then you kill... You burn uh, down a forest. Yeah, that's not going to be good. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They might so, smite you. Yeah, so, but <laughs> the idea is if you read the Mythic Odysseys of Theros, there's... The, there's 15 gods and they each correspond to a either solo color of magic or two colors. Okay. So there's basically, you know, gods for a bunch of different things. Sure, sure. But I think we both have narrowed down our the god we want to serve. But I think first let's talk about what race and class we want to be. So why yeah. don't you start us off? Oh, okay. We're going to start with me. Um, So I love smashing stuff in every single game I play. I don't want to think. I just want to punch some some monsters, punch the bad guys. Mm-hmm. I've recently been playing a Grave Domain Cleric, which has been fun, but I really want to be able to do more attacks because only having one attack to do, it's not very exciting for me. It's why I always try to cast Spiritual Weapons so I can get that extra bonus attack. Oh, and don't even mention those trends you have to heal. Yes, healing is good, but for whatever reason, I find it boring. <laughs> like, even when I play Pokemon, it's like, oh, man, I have to use a revive. <sighs> I could have been punching something. So, yeah, for whatever reason, I'm not a big fan of healing. So, I'm going to not play something that does that this time. I'm going to I'm going to play a barbarian. Because as I was reading through possible classes and archetypes, the only ones I was really excited for were the barbarian subclasses, and I have narrowed it down to four paths. All right, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting stuff. And I guess, do we have a race in mind? I have three potential races. All right. But I'm leaning more towards one of them. Okay, what do you got? Okay, so... Either a dwarf, because I do enjoy playing dwarves, or a stout halfling, because they're fun. I I like a halfling. Or Leonin, 
which is from the mythic odysseys of theros and i think it'd be really fun to be like a giant cat person yeah leonin is basically a lion tabaxi right yeah it's it's a humanoid lion yep Um, beautiful majestic creature i'm thinking i'm picturing um prince john robin hood okay obviously not a He's not he's majestic. A lion, right? He is, but uh, I mean, but he's bipedal lion. That's okay, what I was yes. going for. Oh, I thought you were going for the majesty. Because if you want that, then you got to go for his brother, King Richard. Okay, maybe it's been too long since <laughs> I've seen it, but you know what I meant. I, I you know. Yes, I did. I knew what you meant. <laughs> All right. Anyway. And the one I'm leaning most towards is Leonin. Okay. Because I just I think it'd be, I think it'd be a lot of fun to be a cat. I love cats. Well, do you want to roll and see what you get, or do you well, swing the Leonin? No, I want to do Leonin. Okay. Like. Well, there we go. We narrowed it down. Yeah, like <laughs> those those were the ones I was thinking of, but I I really feel like I wanna I wanna be a cat. Sounds good. And then for the um, barbarian, what were the four subclasses you were? Looking so at? I was looking at. Um, beast from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do that because I want to do lean in. Yeah, I'm already bestial. I already have claws and like some bitey teeth. So like, I don't need to do that. That one doesn't make as much sense, which mm-hmm. is only a little bit of a bummer because that was the one that I could have really swung to really tie into your backstory. Yes. But that's okay. Well, we'll see. We yeah, can still be friends. Yeah, we can still be friends. It's just we won't have met quite as soon. Mm-hmm. Then I have Storm Herald and Zealot, which are both from Xanthar's Guide, and then Totem Warrior for the Player's Handbook. And I Oof, had different... Nice. Um, Totem Warrior, so good. Totem Warrior is so good. And I have different um, paths I would choose based on which god I went with. Okay. Because I think some of them fit with the ideals of certain gods better than others. All right. Should we talk a little bit about what gods you're considering then? Yeah. So there are four that I'm looking at. There is Erois, the god of victory, Karametra, the god of harvests, Nylia, god of the hunt, and Perforos, god of the forge. All right. And do you want to give, I mean, so yeah. kind of a little bit about them, but yeah. I think their subtitle kind of tells you what it you want to know. It tells you a know. lot. I'll just talk about kind of what they value. Yeah, let's go with that. Because um, that kind of helps you decide, like, what they're going for. Sure. Yeah. So, Aroas, he values honorable combat and physical competition. If I went with this one, I think Zealot makes a ton of sense for it. Yes. Karametra, she values community, stability, and the balance of nature. I would do Totem Warrior for this one. Also seems like something a Leonin who comes from like a pride would probably have. That Yes, I agree. <laughs> that is one reason I was leaning towards it. I also felt like um, Aroas God of Victory also goes with that because yeah. the um, Leonin's value basically like might and strength but also being like honorable and if you like offend them they want they would want to basically like kind of like a duel like challenge you yes yep that makes sense yeah so that's a big thing for nylia god of the hunt right yes 
She wants to protect the natural world and view civilization as the destruction of that. Um, oh, uh, I was also going to mention quick. If you know anything about Magic the Gathering, the colors we should maybe mention. So, oh sure, Aros, Aros, Iros. That's what I say. Is but Boros, you say, white, yeah, red. So that's white, red. Karametra is Celestia, which is white and green. Nylia is green. All right, and, and I'm then, not done with her yet. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about her. Yeah, and I like that for. I like Nylia for the Leonin because the hunt is a sacred act for them, so obviously that fits along with what Nylia's whole deal is. Mm-hmm. And for this one, I would do, if I was doing Beast, this is the one I would have chosen it for. But I think Totem Warrior fits this one yeah. a lot. Yep. And then Perforos, he is just red, right? Yes, mono red. Okay. And he values decisiveness and impulsivity. And Leonins are often quick to action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's also kind of the god of, like, creating things. Yes, like the yes. Forge, he values you know. creativity and craftsmanship. And I tend to play my characters kind of quick to action anyways, kind of impulsive. Yep. <laughs> which is funny because I wouldn't say in my life I'm super impulsive. Well, you're also not very punch, like, solve answers with hitting things That's either. That's true. <laughs> but that's how I like to play games for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. And for this one, I think Storm Herald or Zealot. Okay. Sounds good. Because both of those are kind of like, because he's more chaotic. Yes, yeah. And more destructive. That is, that's yeah. kind of Red's thing. Yeah. But I think maybe should we work on the backstory a little bit, and that will help us decide what, which of these gods you're thinking, maybe? Yeah, yeah. So, my lion, Leonin. Do you have any ideas for the backstory? I think it it's a he. It's, it okay. feels like a he to me. I also want to have a luxurious mane. Beautiful. I'm picturing... I'm picturing the opposite of Prince John's mane. He doesn't really have one. He's got like a exactly. very faint little goatee. Exactly. Right. Well, I'm more like Mufasa, yeah, Mufasa. or King Richard mm-hmm. from Disney's animated Robin Hood. I think that people know. We've already mentioned it. It's a great I flick. I certainly hope they know where Mufasa's from. I'm not even going to say it. If you don't know where Mufasa's from, look it up. <laughs> Stop what you're doing and go watch it right now. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, so. Okay, but yes, we have a male Leonin. Yes. And do you have any ideas for the backstory? Are we coming up with something right now? My idea is, so like the whole thing with our campaign is that the gods are sending us out to try to find a new world for us to live because the dragon Nicobolus is like he's taken over Theros and is like destroying it. Yeah, so it's becoming is, uninhabitable. That's very important. I guess I should have mentioned this. Yes. Yeah. But so Andrew told me that basically our backstory though can lead up to cut so the i guess the premise for the campaign right is that we're being sent to new worlds to kind of find refugee camps like a place to build a refugee camp and then they're going to send refugees once we've established this camp Mm -hmm. and you know obviously we're 
um, trying to do this in a way that is not like colonization because that's real problematic. But we yes. are going to try to make sure our characters at least. I'm not sure about the other three people, but you and I, and I know Andrew also mentioned this, that he does not want to just, you know, go and play something problematic like that. Yes, we're not trying to steal land that is belonging to other people. Right, so we're trying to find a place that is acceptable and, like, you know, not owned by someone else. Mm-hmm. And then we will help uh, establish it as the refugee camp, and then they'll send people to us. But what Andrew told me was that the kind of the backstory is leading up to Nicobolus destroying the Earth. So it could be, it depends on how old you are, I suppose, right? But I feel like the Nicobolus stuff is pretty recent. Yeah. And I think we're starting at level three. And the idea is that kind of at level one, our gods chose us to go and establish this refugee camp. And they were like, hey... Uh, go ahead and we'll train you for a little bit and that's how we got to level three from like level one okay i believe that was the idea he was going with and he'll correct us if we're wrong sounds good but we will go off of that assumption yeah okay so your backstory could or could not include nakabola stuff it's up to you yeah but go ahead with your idea i was just trying to help give the people a little background and also you because i forgot to tell you (laughs) yes i did not know that um Hmm. So, I feel like he was chosen by his god. I should really name this dude. When I was looking up Leonin, mm-hmm. I did see, a th- or somewhere I saw something mentioned that, like, Leonin don't typically serve the gods. Yes. So, I was thinking maybe one idea would be that your god chose this guy, and then the other pride members maybe kind of were like, I get out of here, you know? That is a possibility. And if you went with, like, Karametra, she's all about community, this would be very hard for your character and would make a lot of sense why he's like, I need to find, like, a group of people, maybe an adventuring party that can be my new family. Yes, that was something that I had considered for if I went with Karametra was, like, like a found family kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's uh let's give this guy a name. Yeah. His name will be Kieran. Like Kieran Villar. Who? Isn't that the artist in Dinner for Schmucks? Maybe. <laughs> anyway, I like Kieran. How do you spell that? K Y R I N. Okay. Not how his name is spelled because I think you're right. I think his name is spelled K I E R A N. Okay. Yeah. Which different. I think is an Irish name. Totally different. And they have like their surnames are pride names and they're like golden claws or flint claw luscious mane <laughs> probably not sure. that one basically like warrior cat names yes bramble pelt i was thinking we could always go bramble pelt <laughs> that's a callback though because that was my cat's name for my witch that we haven't talked about on the show yet but we will someday yeah i mean bramble pelt's pretty great kieran bramble pelt yeah it's pretty good yeah that's i'm going with it all right so he was a well i mean he still is but a powerful warrior warrior cat (laughs) omg i am making a warrior cat yep yes Oddly enough, never read any of those books. Nor have I. But yeah, so he 
I feel like whoever is God is chose him because he very courageous, doesn't hesitate, will rush in and protect people. Okay. And I feel like that's kind of what they want is they want someone who will be there to protect these these right. new settlements. Like that's what they're looking for. Yeah, they need someone that can help protect it and like, you know, be someone intelligent enough to like know where there's a good place. So that's yeah. probably where they're sending teams, but Yeah. You know, we you need the muscle and the brain. Yes. So I did enjoy what you said with Karametra. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be any of them, too. You yeah. Know, just because I th- feel like, though, you know, if he starts serving a god, I did think that the most common Leonin god was Nylia, if they do serve a god. So if you didn't want to go with theirs, like Strife and the Pride. Yeah. Like, Nylia would be a good choice. Yeah. But I guess what do you, yeah. I go, was, I'm feeling like Perforos, though. You're liking Perforos? Yeah. Okay. Um, Impulsive. Yeah, I really like the Storm Herald. Okay. The desert one with the fire. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense because, you know, he's all about the forge. Yeah. And, you know, fire can also, like, culminate in, like, rebirth and, like, creativity and stuff because, you know, like, the fire at the forge and then also, like, you know, when there's, like, a natural forest fire in the brush and it burns it down and then that lets new plant life grow, like... hmm That's true. I feel like he maybe was the... of the pride, was maybe, like, the weaponsmith or something or the leather worker or some sort of, like, trade like that. hmm So that Kirin was kind of creating something before God chose him and maybe helped the God be like, ooh, this guy's impulsive and a little creative. I like that. Yeah. So they're actually in the little God things. There are reasons the gods choose you. You want to maybe look through those yeah, six? Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm going gonna, gonna to do that. Let's say those six and then we can maybe see if that sparks anything. All right. I don't think I'm going to read them all out loud. Okay. You got to buy the book if you want to know all the deets. Do you want to roll the die? though and just say the one you roll we'll see if that feels good okay or maybe gives us some sort of tangent we can go down a rabbit hole three you were an artisan who crafted a work of such high quality that perforous took notice there you there go you so go. that's kind of what i was just talking about yeah so what was this object Ooh, we're also supposed to have an heirloom for our character maybe you made like a really dope spear or something like that that was so finely crafted that Perforos took notice. And that could even maybe be your heirloom. I was considering that. Yeah, I do like the sound of a spear. Not normally what I would choose, but I feel like for this Leonin, it makes a lot of sense. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to say he he crafted a very intricate, um, the spear handle, um, Ooh, I'm thinking carved like- wood. Maybe like near where the blade comes out is like a like a roaring lion mouth, like carved in oh, the wood. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, nothing else needs to be said about that. Yeah, he made the coolest spear. It was so beautiful, and also Perforus was also impressed because it was made out of wood, and normally he like 
you know, a lot of stuff made out of metal. But he was like, wow, look at this. Like, you married the two things. Mm-hmm. And then I also think, like, maybe the spear tip, like, it was supposed to be, like, a flowing mane. But it also is vaguely reminiscent of, like, fire. Oh, yeah. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We're doing that. Yeah, a little, that's, like, yeah. kind of a jagged spear tip that's, like, flames and Yeah, mane. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. That's pretty awesome, I think. Or maybe it was supposed to look like if you could see the wind, like a roar. Oh, yeah. That that also works. Yeah. I like that. Because that is also a feature that the Leonins have is they have, like, this mighty roar that can, like, scare people. Cool. That feels pretty good for Kirin. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, he was he was chosen because of that. He also just just a powerful warrior. So what is the background we're thinking? Well, to me this sounds like a guild artisan. Yeah, I was gonna say that or we could maybe do folk hero if you wanted to go a little more into like there was some sort of fight that broke out and like you Kieran used the spear super well to defend his people like we could go that route too Ooh, oh okay i like that the battle is what perforos noticed right and then he saw this very well-crafted weapon and mm-hmm. was like you i want you yeah, he was like, who made that spear? Like, not thinking the guy that just was using it with such power and beauty yes. was the one that crafted it. And then he's like, oh, well, I did. Yes. And then Perforos is like, well, I must uh, let us talk. So maybe he isn't, like, normally crafting weapons. Okay. So, That's fine. Like, he would sometimes, like, help out, whatever, help with the crafting. And he was good at it, but he preferred the the glorious hunt and battle. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, maybe some of Nico Bolas's underlings, I don't know. He's probably got people helping him do his nefarious deeds. Mm -hmm. And maybe they were coming to attack his pride lands. Yeah. The the Bramblepelt pride lands. I also like the idea that he's not in conflict with the pride because that just seemed like it was like the most basic idea, I feel like. Yeah. But maybe they're still like cool. They're a little wary because they're like, oh, really? You're serving Perforos now. But I feel like they're still cool with him. Yeah. I think because like, and and I'll tell you why they're cool with it. But yeah, so he has, yeah, he, he, he wields this spear and kills this. He vanquishes this enemy and protects his people, and he was quick to to like jump to the jump to the defense. I'm picturing a Hydra because we're in we're in the Greek like you know. Okay, Greek that sounds anyway. amazing. He yeah yeah he he goes right in even though he's not like it's not like he's like a level ten or more character you know like more mm-hmm. able to deal with those kinds of things. He rushes in to protect his pride without a second thought yeah and perforos is all about that Mm -hmm. because i mean yeah the gods are on the lookout for champions so yeah so he sees him do that he sees him wield this spear in glorious battle and help defeat this hydra and finds out that this beautifully craft weapon was wrought by kieran and 
decides that yes, you will be my champion. And when he when he comes when Perforos comes because he was like kind of watching the battle he he like descends down I don't know this is how I'm picturing it. he descends down in like wreathed in flames whatever mm-hmm. and the other warriors of the pride like are also there and see that like Perforos is impressed with Kieran and tells like they they see that oh this is this is a good thing that like he is being bestowed this favor yeah so he you know perforos says his bit and kieran you know he wants to have a land and protection for his his people so he accepts yeah yeah when he hears about what nicobolus is doing he's like well this is not gonna fly because my people are now in danger i need to go on this quest to help establish a safe place for the bramble pelts and because, you know, like, Perforos presented himself to multiple members, like, to be seen, they, like, they're less wary of him, and they also agree with what is being done, that, like, oh, we are going to find a safe homeland for us. Yeah. Another thing that Andrew had mentioned was the idea of having an ally and or a foe. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the Bramble Pelts would be your ally, like, it's... It's not necessarily just one of them. It's the yeah, it's it's the it's the whole pride. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that would be your ally. Yeah, I I like that. I'm uh, I'm feeling good about this. Not sure if we have a foe. And then the foe he also said it could be like a rival. It doesn't have to be an actual like enemy enemy. Yeah. But it could be like maybe there's another guy in the pride that's jealous because you were chosen by Perforos and you and this other person have always conflicted of like you know like you do arm wrestling matches and stuff like that to like kind of show who's a little tougher yeah so we could do that or unless you have a different idea for like a rival slash foe type thing no i think a rival in the pride is is fine and, and this he maybe... would i feel like this rival is also trying to sow a little bit of like discontent mm-hmm I was going to say, I feel like Curtin maybe is a bit wary about going and that he thinks maybe my rival, or I, I feel like this is after he's already accepted because he's yeah. impulsive, so he accepted. Yes. But now he's like thinking back, he's a little bit wary because he's like, oh man, while well, I'm gone, you know, this other guy is going to maybe try to sow discontent or he's going to like be in charge kind of, so. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like that's just a good, like, little rival thing that you can have. Yes, I I agree. All right, so I feel pretty good about that. All right. We'll come up with how our characters know each other once we tell the people about your character. (laughs) Sounds good, yeah. So I guess we're moving over to me. Yeah, I'm good with what Kieran is. Like, that's, that's a decent fleshing out, I think. Yeah. And we don't need to, to bore the more, listeners with more choices about like, oh, what what skills am I taking? Yeah. No, I told them, you just need to know, he's going to be a level three barbarian, path of the totem. Storm Herald. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> path of the Storm Herald. My apologies. And I would choose desert to have the fire. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yes. So for my character, what I was thinking... Which, this is ironic because the order of the episodes being released, we just talked about Insect Fuse last week, or last episode. Yeah. But 
we recorded that back in December. So, like, you know. <laughs> yes. But anyway, this character that I was thinking about making was, like, a part scorpion, part human person. Yes. And I'm picturing a female. Okay. And so I'm picturing, like, her left arm, maybe from, like, elbow down, has, like, a scorpion pincer on it. And, like, you know, hard, like, scorpion wrist, whatever scorpions have for wrist. And then she also has a scorpion tail. Okay. And there's obviously not a insect fused in D&D 5e, but I talked with Andrew and we are going to make her a simic hybrid. Maybe alter a little bit so that What's it makes... What's your other half? Did you say human? I think I'm going to go human, yeah. Okay. Do you do you have a name in mind for your scorpion I chick? I don't have a name. Because I have an idea. Okay, what's your name? Because, like, scorpion chick, S-C, you could name her S-E. Okay. E-S-S-I-E. I, I actually am going to talk to you about... That could be a good name, and maybe your character named me, because I'm going to talk about why. Okay. With the story idea I have. Okay. Because <laughs> the My main thing... My lion I'm, named your, your person? Potentially. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, so we'll call her Essie for now. So Essie, yeah, she has a scorpion tail and like a scorpion pincer on her left hand. So a Simic hybrid in like D&D lore, magic lore, whatever, is that... That is usually in Ravnica. Sure. But I was going to say like they were an experiment usually to like make Correct. some sort of more powerful yes. warrior or whatever. So like, why, why are you like this? Okay, so I was picturing Essie as an urchin originally. Okay. And I feel like she was growing up in the streets of some city. A street youth. A street youth, as Schmidt would say. (laughs) Anyway, she's like, uh, oh, I should also say the class I want to play, which is a warlock. Oh, yes, of course. We're going to play our favorite classes. Yes, I'm playing a warlock because, you know, we haven't made enough warlocks (laughs) on this show. So just figure one more. Why not? Yeah. And I guess I'll also go through the gods I want to maybe play. Sure, oh, So sure. the two patrons I was considering were Celestial and Fathomless. Okay. And the Celestial is like healing you got like kind of like you're serving a god and like god like whatever very like that, right? Yeah. It can be a god or like a unicorn, some sort of celestial being. Okay. And then... uh. And the fathomless, the fathomless is like a kraken or like some sort of underwater type power. Yeah, yeah. And so the gods I was considering. Which would really make you more of a crab than a scorpion. Probably. Uh, a stingray? Has, no, she has a scorpion claw and a scorpion tail. So whether or not she is <laughs> kraken fathomless, she has the scorpion stuff. Okay. This, the stuff that she got experimented on doesn't have to be related to her patron. Okay. Anyway, I know we're supposed to say yes and, but I'm saying no but. <laughs> That's something you're allowed to do. That's still playing in the space. Yeah. Anyway, the um, gods that I liked were, let's list them. So the first god I was considering was Athreos, god of passage. And this god is kind of like the person at the river Styx that guides people from life to death. Mm -hmm. And they're really concerned with the balance between life and death. And um, they do what needs to be done. Sure. The next one is Erebos, god of the dead. Mm -hmm. And he kind of just understands patience and that all things come to him in the end because everything dies. 
but he gets upset when people like cheat death or somehow evade it. The third one is Ferica, God of Affliction. I blanked for a second. <laughs> and God of Medicine. And so what she values is kind of the duality between life and death. And she thinks that, you know, a healing or a tonic can serve as a healing tonic in small doses, but used too much, it could be, it could mean death. Mm-hmm. So kind of that duality there. And she also has a lot of influence within like experimenting with like, you know, kind of like an alchemist might really want to worship her because she's all about like creating new potions and poisons and stuff. Yeah. And she's also big on like watching like mortals discover and seek knowledge. Yes. And then the next one is Phoenix, God of Deception. And this one, obviously, kind of, I think it's self-explanatory. There's not much else to say about it. Yep. And the final one that I like is Thassa, God of the Sea. So she kind of values um, knowing that things will flow in a the way that they're meant to. And she kind of, like, is into long-term change, you know, like, eventually the seas will erode things down, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that, so here's the story that I came up with, and I think that it's going to lend itself mostly to one type of, or one of these gods. Mm-hmm. But the story I came up with last night was she's a street urchin, right? A street youth. Yes. And she has been on the streets, like, since she was really young. So she doesn't even know what her parents named her, which is what I was getting to with the name thing. Okay, but even if she doesn't know what her parents named her, she would have some sort of name for herself. A uh, girl. That's People call she... her girl. Girl, okay. Anyway, maybe we'll get into that. But this is part of the story. That's why it's kind of important. Anyway, so then at some point, she either gets, like, kidnapped off the street. I feel like at this point she's, like, 15 or 16, maybe. Yeah, I was feeling, like, maybe mid to late teens. Yeah, so 15 through 18, something like that. And at that point, she either, I'm between, this is where the story can go either way, but I was thinking either, like, she volunteers for, like, this new experimentation that will make super soldiers, or someone kidnaps her to experiment on her because she's a street urchin, like, doesn't have family and stuff. Okay, so, yeah, both of those could work. Okay, let me keep I, going. We'll, we'll oh, come back to okay, it. Okay. We'll circle I, back. Okay. I want to tell you what I'm most excited about. Okay. All right, so then that is obviously how she becomes from a normal human into this scorpion um, human hybrid, mm-hmm. the simic hybrid that we're going to homebrew a little bit to make scorpion. And then I think that in this experimentation, she actually dies. Whoa. Doesn't survive it. I was not expecting that. <laughs> And then her soul goes down to Lake Athreos, you know, or whatever. But Phoenix interferes and is like, hey, you don't have a name, so it's easier for me to show you the path of Phoenix, which is one of the myths in the book where Phoenix kind of became a god by evading death and, like, finding a way out of the underworld. Okay. So then he, like, leads her down this path and brings her back to life. Oh, that is it's pretty juicy stuff. Obviously, if we go with this story, then Phoenix would be her god. Mm-hmm. I was also, either way, with this... Um, well, Erebos would be mad then. 
yeah, Erebos and Athreos would both not want her to be <laughs> like their chosen hero or whatever. Yeah, but I also feel like they wouldn't like that Phoenix had her either. Like they would be trying to prevent. Like, I feel like her. they'd probably be trying to re-kill her. That's what I'm saying. Like they're actively trying to reclaim her. Yeah. I really also, I think this story could be very, like, enjoyable. It could come for some spicy moments if someone else in the party is, like, serving Erebos or Athreos. Mm-hmm. It could come up and, like, obviously, God is deception. My character wouldn't want to tell them that she has died or whatever. Yeah. So, my question for if she died, like, she goes back to the body that she had? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think he puts her back because, like, you know, they, whatever, they, when she died, they're like, oh, experiment failed, and they, like, you know, toss her out, or they put her in, like, some cellar or something, so, like, when she comes back to they life, probably, no one's they, around. They put her in, like, a morgue, because I don't think, like, they would right. want to look at it and do more things with It depends them. on how sketchy this organization is, you know. Oh, I'm going full sketch. Yeah. So, anyway, that was kind of my idea, and that... I think really lends itself to Phoenix as mm-hmm. her god. Yeah. Oh, I was also going to mention this one. Was, the other thing I was going to mention, obviously, Erebos and Athreos don't like her if she evades death. Yeah. But Farika probably actually kind of approves of the experiments on people that are, like, turning them into yeah. hybrids. And I feel like this character, Essie, would not want to be Farika's chosen if like she's like uh no they kind of ruined my life dude <laughs> yeah so i think that yeah like it i agree that farica would be like yeah this is great keep on trucking guys yeah keep on experimenting yeah so i think that she would also be in um conflict with farica's whole yeah ideals and i don't know about thassa and like whether or not she would really care Either way, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know that she would choose this character with this story. Like, we'd yeah. have to reduce it a little bit. But I think I want to go with Phoenix. I kind of like this story. So let's circle back about how did she sign up for this hybrid human scorpion whatever. Yes. Experiment. So, so I think that... You know, she's been doing okay for herself, but, you know, she wants more from her life. And she hears about it because my guess is she probably doesn't know how to read. Or if she does, she doesn't know how to read a lot. That is probably fair. Yeah, so she she wants to do something more of her life than just, like, on the streets surviving. Like, she's got her friends of, like, the other children. But, you know, she wants more for herself and them. And she hears that, you know, they're offering like a chance for glory and like some payment whatever that like you know like you'll be a soldier you'll get like a soldier's pension whatever yeah so she or maybe oh okay keep going oh she wants to do that so that she can you know help provide for like especially the younger children i was gonna say okay i have two ideas brewing okay so one is maybe i'm thinking like the movie rounders where she kind of gets a little money, goes to a gambling hall, and, like, loses big. Oh. And now she's in debt and, like, is like, I Which, need to learn how to pay this off. Also, Phoenix would like that because Phoenix is a fan of gambling. 
yeah. and those kinds of things. So that could be one option. The other thing I just thought up as well was maybe she has been on the streets for a while or whatever, and she develops a cough or something, like, and, like, it's persistent cough, and, like, she realizes, like, oh, I'm actually... I'm not doing great. Okay, you she's know? sick. Like, oh, super okay. Sick, so it's and that's like why, so it's it's like those. like Deadpool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, he like something like that. Like yeah. I I got cancer, but we don't know what cancer is because it's D and D. I'm feeling super weak and like sick. I need to try this thing to try and make myself healthy. Yeah. And it worked, except it did kill her. <laughs> that's true. Maybe it was just that. Maybe it killed her because she was so sick. Yeah. Okay, I like the sick thing. I think I like the sick more than the gambling, even though you're right, Phoenix does like gambling. Yeah. Well, she gambled with her life. That's true. Which I feel like Phoenix would also appreciate. That is the the highest form of gambling, is gambling (laughs) with your own life. True. And I feel like... um, this shadow organization we don't know what it is i did ask andrew and he said this would be like a perfectly good rival or like foe for her of like you know obviously she doesn't know that much about them because she can't read like you said or probably knows a few letters maybe she's like i'm pretty sure their organization starts with the b or something like that you know it's like i I know the letter b So anyway, though, that could be like her rival. I'm not sure who her ally would be. Maybe just another street youth. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like they would form like close bonds with like these other people. Like they'd be looking out for each other because. Yeah, you got to sleep at some point. It's tough to survive out there. You got to have some sort of community. Right. And I feel like um, Essie, or whatever we call her in the end, we'll call her Essie for now still. Mm -hmm. But I feel like at some point she, or I guess now, now that she's like scorpionized, scorpionized, that's the proper term. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Chitinized. Yeah, chitinized. Um, She is healthy now, so it did work in that sense since Phoenix brought her back. Maybe it was what Phoenix did and less about the experiment working. Sure. And then what I was going to say, though, is I feel like she's, like, kind of ashamed of the scorpion hand and the tail. So like, Yeah, she's like she was them. going in, she wasn't expecting this. Right, she was expecting, like, Captain America, super soldier, like, oh, I'll be super healthy and, like, just look kind of hot and, like, be super fit. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like Chris Evansworth or whatever his Chris name is. Chris Evans. Uh, yeah, but he's worth it. So I, I <laughs> add the worth on there. <laughs> I think you're anyway. thinking of the guy who plays Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I but think you're right. Anyway, either way, some sort of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so she's thinking she's going to be attractive and, like, basically, you know, swole and whatever else and healthy, mainly healthy. Yeah. Not, like, part scorpion. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like this group probably has tried many things. Like, they're churning out a bunch of other types of simic hybrids. Like, maybe someone has, like, shark teeth now or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, this is just one that they were like, well, this one failed for whatever reason. 
We got to keep on going. We'll look back at it soon. But they will. I feel like they do discover that her body's missing. Yes. So they, but they probably don't think she's back to life. They don't they're, think she's back to life, <laughs> but they do. They're, they they want to find whoever stole it because, like, they're also, like, this shadow organization. Like, what they're doing is kind of secretive and is not supposed to get out. So, like, if someone, like, infiltrated their, like, right. or facility if and if stole the body, like, um... Yeah, or this so, is our secret thing that we're doing, and you can't take our knowledge. There was probably some sort of like internal affairs, also like who did someone sell our secrets? Like we need to find out. Yeah, a big investigation. Like yeah. I feel like there's a a manhunt for Essie. whoever did this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think it's Essie. Right. But yeah, I was like, I mean, we could give her a name as well. That is not just. Scorpion chick, SE, um, well, it's or Scorpion girl, SG. Which well, no. one is it? Well, it was Scorpion chick, is what okay. you were calling her. Got it. <laughs> and it made me think, SE, because S C. Yeah, I got it. I followed that train of logic. But do we want to give her like a normal name? Now, do you know why I said I don't think she really has a name? Yes. Like, in the book I'm reading, Assassin's Apprentice, when the Assassin's Apprentice goes to, like, this city, the other, like, street urchin-type kids just call him New Boy. So I feel like it's maybe something like that. They just call her, like, New Girl or something. hmm You know, Jessica Day. <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah, I think that's... So, you, do you agree this is a fun story? I think, oh, yeah, I think it's good. I, I got super good. excited when I thought of this. I was like, oh, because I was reading The uh, Mists of Phoenix, and I saw this one called Path of Phoenix where he, like, escapes death, and I was like, what if she died, though? <laughs> but what if she died? Yeah. yeah, no, it's good. I like it. Okay, I cool. think... Do I th- we Do we have time to see if we can somehow link these two up, or... Are we, what, are you, what were you going to say? Oh, well, so the gods are compiling some champions. I don't know. They probably have multiple champions. Yeah. And I would imagine, because it sounded to me, based on the reading of the thing, it looks like they're sending a bunch of different people to different, like, stars. Right. So we would not be the only group. Right. Or so I think maybe... we might be the only group going to this planet or whatever. Sure, sure. So... Around a similar time, the gods, whoever they have collected recently, they're going to plop them together. Mm-hmm. And at whatever, like, training camp, whatever. So they have yeah. various training camps around. And the one that we're put at, like, you and I are two of the people there. Sure. And you're having trouble dealing with your bestialness or whatever, so maybe I take you under my wing because, like, I am a cat person. Yeah. And... You know, just trying to help you, like, really just embody and feel, like, right in your skin. Mm-hmm. And just, like, this is how you do I glorious like, battle with this. I like that, but I also have a little amendment I'm going to add. Oh, okay. So I think maybe the city that she's in, I'm not sure what it is, we'll call it um, Village. <laughs> Okay. I couldn't come up with the city name. I let you down. I'm so sorry. I mean, sorry. you probably are from one of, like, the major, like, polis. Yeah. Which are, I like... I called polis. That I was saying the plural. Oh. Wow. Wild. Anyway, 
Yes, I agree. But what I was going to say, can I just uh, let me get it out without sure. saying the stupid city's name? Oh, I, I wasn't going to. I was just saying you're from one of the major, major cities. But what I was going to say is that maybe your pride lives somewhat nearby and they sometimes come to trade and Kieran will like go with the trading party to protect them, you know, because mm-hmm. you're not always hunting. Sometimes you got to go and do the grunt work of like protecting the traders that travel to town. Mm-hmm. So maybe he met her in that way. Like when, cause he's not doing the trading. He's like kind of just sitting around all day. Once they get to town, he's like, I just wander the streets, I guess. I don't know what to do. Okay, so then you aren't from a major city because, like, the Leonins don't really enjoy large civilizations. Okay. So they like to be further away from that. So, like, it could be that, like, wherever, like, your chick is from, mm-hmm. like, it's not, like, one of the super major cities. It's a respectable, sizable village, town, whatever, and... Sure, they go and they trade things occasionally, and I could have seen you there. Or I was going to say maybe he, like, was eating bread or something and, like, saw her hungry and, like, gave her some. How old do you think Kieran is, I guess, is a good question. Oh, um, so I will say that Leonin's age at around the same rate as humans, and I was thinking he's in his, like, early to mid-20s. Okay, because I was thinking Essie is, like, you know, 17 to 19 maybe like yeah. pretty young so that would be you know a good like five year gap or something yeah he could have when he was like a younger yeah younger maybe lad. he was like 18 and she was only 12 or 13 whatever yeah. and he helped her out but you know we also can link with other people we don't necessarily have to be together because i do feel like the whole getting scooped up to being this experiment happens in a really big city. Yeah. She also could have left the smaller city at some point. Maybe, and, yeah, maybe know. they met that way or whatever. And because I agree. And then, oh, and then okay, we, maybe, okay, so. Go for it. She got sick and heard about in big city, whatever, that they're somehow, whatever, she's by a seedy tavern and hears about this thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So maybe, like, the small town. She's not actually, like, as urchin-y as urchin as I was picturing, maybe. Like, you know, I was picturing, like, a big city urchin type thing. Which you could be from a big, big city. Okay, here. All right. Maybe you didn't meet me. It's fine. You didn't meet me. That's okay. Well, Well, let me give you one thought. Okay. Before we leave this. She was in the big city, right? Mm-hmm. And then she gets sick, and she's like, well, I can't afford a doctor or anything, but I know the Leonin that live, like, not that close, but kind of close. Close enough that she can maybe travel there. So, like, maybe she goes with some traders or something that are going to trade with Leonin and, like, tags along to try to meet with your healing people in your town. Because she thinks maybe they'll heal me because they'll be willing to trade instead of just wanting money. All right, maybe we just don't know each other. No, I'm trying. I'm I, making I, it work. I don't think I don't think it works. Okay. Well, unless you know. unless <laughs> to get to whatever training thing, 
we have to meet up in Big City. Yeah, I guess that'll depend. We'll figure that out later at the session zero. Yeah, I don't. With people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily think we're going to be the ones that are me- knowing each other, which is fine. Yeah. But yeah, I I guess I still didn't actually choose a um, patron. Oh, what do you want? Well, so it's either celestial or yeah, fathomless. I but I think with the sorority we did, maybe Phoenix gave her some healing power to just kind of stick it to Erebos and Athreos a little more. I do think that's <laughs> I do think that's very chaotic, and I like that because he's like, you know. I enjoy cheating death. Yeah. And let's keep you cheating death. And let's, yeah, let's help you help other others. people. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So that sounds really good. I think Especially the... going with like his whole like he cheated death. Yes. Like I feel like that's a big thing for him. So yeah, yeah I like that. Do that one. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that uh that wrap these people up for now. Like obviously, like we said, we're gonna get into the nitty gritty of them a little later at the session zero and when yeah. the campaign actually starts. But yeah, so we'll just we'll just give you guys a quick summary. We've got Kieran, the Kieran of Bramblepelt, the Leonin Barbarian Path of the Storm Herald Desert, mm-hmm. and he is a folk hero, and he's serving. Perforos. Serving Perforos. And, and then we have Essie, who is a warlock celestial patron. Simic hybrid, kind of like, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we'll probably use Simic hybrid stats for most of the stuff, except like the hybrid abilities that they get. Mm-hmm. And she is serving Phoenix. Yes. You can find more information about our show at a couple of com. Have ideas or feedback or need help creating your next character? Email us at a couple of characters pod at gmail.com. And if you do, please tell us your pronouns. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ACOC Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, a five star review really helps us reach more listeners and you can also tell a friend about our show. Yes. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search a COC podcast. And the final way you can support us is by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash ACOC podcast. And any purchases that you make there will help support us with 10% of your purchase price. And you can also support a local bookstore of your choice for 10% of the purchase price as well. You can find me on Twitter at Alex in Winterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Not a Dr. Quinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. I've recently been playing a Grave Domain character. The password is telescope. And there's a plane. I'm going to reset that. Yes, there is a plane. That plane, that plane. Thank you. What's his face? Tattoo. Thank you, yes. From Fantasy Island. Yeah. Fantasy Island. I think that that'll do that for that. Okay.